Ozone. Welcome to the Ozone Podcast, presented by ViStar Credit Union, with Jaguar's senior writer, John Osher. This week's guest somebody I'm excited about, and I know the Jaguars fans will be excited to hear from him. It's a strange time with uh, bringing in a new coaching staff because they're hard at work, they're busy, they're not thinking about the media yet, but yet fans want to know what these guys are doing. So this is our first opportunity really to sit down and talk with Jaguars offensive coordinator, Daryl Bevel. And Daryl, I appreciate you doing this, first of all, and a very general lead-in. How's it going? Yeah, I, well, one, I can't believe that we're still doing this. We're still on Zoom after all this time, you know, but um, it's going great. I mean, we've been in the office here for for quite a while since January, and um, and we've just kind of grinding away, really just putting together the plan and, uh, you know, uh, you know whether it's uh, the plan of, you know, acquiring the talent with the draft, with the free agency. Also, with, during that time, we're putting a playbook together as well. You've been through this before. NFL coaches have switched jobs. They go to new regimes. Um, is there anything that strikes you about the process that you're going through now that's any different, any more exciting, anything that sort of stands out about putting this together compared to your past stops? Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, obviously, there's great excitement here in Jacksonville. One, obviously, we, you know, we got Coach Urban and um, and I mean, I think there's obviously buzz here in Florida because of that. And, you know, his his history and the things that he's done in in his past, whether it's turning Bowling Green around or Utah or Florida or Ohio State. I mean, he's won everywhere he's been. So I think that's something that, that naturally creates a buzz. I think uh, having the first pick in the draft obviously creates you know a little bit more buzz. Um, and then what we're able to do in free agency, some of the guys we're able to bring in, I think there's excitement there. And, and uh, you know, all of us coaches, I mean, we're just here working. We're we're ready to get to work with these guys. Can't wait till we can, can get our hands on them and, you know, start teaching them the things that we're going to do this year. You hadn't really met Urban before this. This is sort of your first uh, go around impressions. Uh, how is that uh, relationship and what is it like sort of installing that game plan and meshing with him, if you will? Not game plan, but the offense. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's been uh, it, it's been great. Uh, so for you know, first of all, as you know, it's. I mean, it's a little bit different in this business to to not have any connections at all. Um, you know, somewhere along the way, and and uh, we had we had not. So I think you know, just um, you know, getting the interview with them, having that opportunity, and um, and then being able to mesh the way that we did, I thought that was exciting. Um, you know, as as far as you know, preparing this stuff with him, it's it's been great. You know, we. I mean, there's a lot of give and take. Uh, we got a lot of great minds here. You know, George Warhop is is here still with the you know with the offensive line. We brought Brian Schottenheimer in, uh, myself, and uh, you know, and as well as other guys. But um, the communication between Coach Urban, um, the offensive staff, you know, kind of have feelings of what he likes, what he wants to do, where he's at. Um, but then you know, being able to blend, I guess where where Brian's been, where I've been. Um, and George has been, I think, just being able to blend all that together to be able to come up with the best plan. Um, you know, and the plan starts one way. And then once you start getting the players and start, you know, putting those players in and that play, then, then that plan can morph, you know, and we're going to make sure that whoever our guys are that we're getting, that we'll put them in the best play, you know, positions to be successful. But right now, you know, what, what is our core? What's our base? Where are we going to start one day one when they walk in here? And then the more we get to know them, then the more it will, it will start to move around. Is this a case where you put the playbook in page by page? I mean, is it that detailed or uh, 
without giving away too much, how does that process work once you get sort of granular with it? Yeah, we start on page one, um, no question. And, you know, start with, you know, where, how, how do we huddle? You know, where are the guys standing in the huddle? And then we, we read through each, each and every page just to make sure, you know, I, I believe that it's important for all of us to be speaking the same language, uh, that, that it's not one guy says it this way, one guy says it this way. Uh, I think it's, it's powerful when, you know, when your whole staff is, is aligned and, and has the ability to speak it exactly the same way. So if they ask me, if they ask the quarterback coach, if they ask the receiver coach, everybody says it the exact same way. And so we start on page one and, you know, we go through the general information section of, you know, the cadence, the huddle, those kind of things. Then we start getting into like, okay, what are we calling these things when, you know, when we line up in this formation, what's the best way to communicate it? Is that the simplest? All those questions that we go on, then, you know, how do we call the defenses? Because everybody's come from a little bit different areas. And, you know, at some point, you know, we got to, we got to pick a language for the Jaguars and that's what we've been sitting in there doing. And, uh, you know, there's some familiarity uh, because, you know, Brian Schottenheimer took over for me in uh, in Seattle, which is interesting, you know. So he kind of went in and had the verbiage that I had when I went in when I was there. And then, you know, he did his deal and changed some of it. But there's enough where him and Sanjay, receiver coach and myself were, you know, we, we say a couple words like, yep, that, let's do that. And uh, so it's been great. It's not that clear cut. You're sort of inventing some new verbiage as you go, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know what, um, what? What's the what's the best and what's going to be the simplest for the quarterback? I mean, that's gotcha. you know, hey, I've called it this. This guy's called it that. You know, Coach Urban's called it this. Um, it's like, okay, you know, Coach Urban, let's do let's do it that way. I, you know, I kind of like that idea. Or no, I've called it this way. This is going to how it's going to come out. So I'm I'm going to stick with that one. Uh, oh, that shortens that. Yeah, let's let's do that. It got it down to one word rather than three words. Let's shorten that and use this. So um, there's a lot of give and take there. That's fascinating stuff. That, that's uh. And I think what fascinates most fans, uh, they want to know exactly how this offense is going to look. You as a coach don't want to tell us how the offense is going to look yet. So within the parameter of that, is there a hint about how you might want this offense to look uh, that'll help them understand without giving away too much? Yeah, I mean, you know, John, the, the hard thing is, is tell me who I have, you know, tell me who's out right. there on day one. And then I, you know, I, I'll give you a better answer on what it's going to look like. But, you right. know, I mean, there are there are fundamental beliefs, you know, things that um, that I believe in that Coach Urban believes in. And, you know, number one is running the football. You know, that doesn't mean you have to establish a run, but it means, you, you know, you want to be able to run the ball when you want to run it. Um, there's times you have to run it and you want to be able to do that really well. And then when we get in the pass game, I want to be explosive. I want big plays. Uh, you know, we want to have opportunities to throw the ball down the field. If the opportunity is not there, then we want to be able to check it down. But, you know, we want to have those opportunities to to get big plays and flip the field. Two guys who you've been associated with, I want to ask you about. And it's probably me as a fan more than anything, just fascinated to know about these guys. But uh, Brett Favre, you obviously have a tremendous relationship and a big part of your career. You're a big part of his. Um, what did you learn being around him? Uh, how did he influence you as a coach, I guess? Yeah, I mean, he he influenced me. And, um, you know, I was a young coach when first started. You know, so I started out as, as the, the, you know, the quality control coach for my first three years in Green Bay. And then after three seasons, I became the quarterback coach. And so um, I was able to sit in there and, in the, in, you know, those those three, those first three seasons, I was able to learn what I needed to know. I was able to listen to the coordinator, um, how he wanted it done. I was able to listen to the quarterbacks on, on what, you know, what they kind of liked, what they preferred. Um, and then so when I was able to get my shot, you know, I think the kind of thing I learned was 
those guys really want to be coached. They still want to be coached no matter where they are. And if you can give them any information that is going to help them be successful on Sunday, then they're all ears, you know? Um, so, you know, make, make sure that you're clear, make sure that, that you're concise with your information and make sure that you can deliver it well to, to them. Um, I thought, I think was something important um, as far as the way he played the game. I mean, he played the game with, I mean, the, for the love of the game. I mean, he absolutely had a blast while he was playing, uh, but he was as competitive as they come, you know, in any of those situations, um, he was, he was as tough as they come as well. You know, so um, being able to, to see that is, you know, kind of shapes you on like what you want your quarterback to be, how you want them, you know, what their mentality you want to be. Um, but he's just, uh, you know, he's, he, he was a phenomenal player. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, one of the great, greatest to ever do it. Yeah, I had a chance to get to know uh, Jim Caldwell when I worked in Indy and he was working with Peyton. And he always said, the thing about the great ones is you better come prepared every morning because they're going to press, you know, so. If you come prepared, it's fine. But if you don't, then all of a sudden, I guess you get exposed there a little bit. So probably the same thing with Brett. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's what I was saying that, you know, I I mean, it was already kind of a daunting enough task because, I mean, he's he's like, uh, uh, I think, like two months older than me or three months older than me. Right. You know, so when I was coaching him at the time, I mean, you you know, imagine I'm a young coach. And here I am coaching, right. you know, Brett Favre. So. Um, that that is definitely true. What Coach Caldwell said that you want to come in and you, you need to be prepared. If if you don't, you know, um, the guys want to be able to build trust with you. And, it, you know, if you can tell them things, like I said, if you tell them things that, you, that can help them, then they're going to then they're going to you know pay attention and they're going to listen. But if they don't think you know what you're doing, then immediately you lose that trust with them. And, um, you know, so you do definitely do have to come prepared. And um, he was he was also a tireless worker. You know, he he would. Uh, you know, he was always one that joked about how much time we spent at the office, but then you would see him sneaking back in late and he'd be, right. you'd go down to one of the meeting rooms and there he was watching tape all by himself, you know. He, he's one of the guys who acts like it comes naturally, but he works for it. Works so. for it, yes. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, I guess the same thing about uh, Russell Wilson. You guys are obviously uh, associated with each other very strongly and a huge influence in both directions. Yeah, um, you know, I mean, obviously the all, same alma mater. You know, both of us Wisconsin guys. You played the one one season at Wisconsin, so um, you know that was an immediate tie. You know, kind of something that helped you build that trust that we that we talked about. Um, and he was interesting. You know, he was he was the third round pick that we were able to bring in and mm-hmm. kind of groom him from really day one. And um, you know, he he uh, he came in in the off season, did a really nice job in in rookie minicamp. Had a rough first day, but then from you could see from that day on that he just continued to get better and better, and he didn't make the same mistakes over and over again. Um, Super driven guy. I mean, um, as as driven to be the best as probably. I mean, maybe as as I've ever seen. And right. um, he he just he talks about it. He almost he almost talks it into existence. You know, and um, he just he just really believes in himself. He has a great belief in himself. And and you know and, and he does he does definitely work at it. I mean, you you know that he, that he's a tireless worker as well. Um, totally different kind of guy than, you know, than a Brett Favre. Obviously, the first thing you go to is the size, you know, and then the style of game that they played. Um, but, you know, a special player in his own right as well. And, you know, bring him in along, along early in his career. You know, that first season we started, you know, kind of, I don't know if you want to say training, real, training wheels, but we kind of kept it simple. And then, you know, it became clear pretty early that, uh, that he was a dynamic player, that he could handle more than we were asking of him at the time. And so we just started giving more and more. And then it was just like, they just let it go. And um, we, we, you know, basically just, you know, took the wheels off and let him go. 
we're going to assume that you'll be coaching a young quarterback and we won't talk about any names yet. How will having been around Russell help that? I assume there'll be things you can draw from, but I also assume they're all different, right? Absolutely. They're all different. And, um, you know, fortunately for, for me and, you know, I've got a great right-hand man with Brian Schottenheimer and he's, he's got a guy that's done the same thing. So, you know, I was able to take a young quarterback with, you know, with Russell Wilson. I mean, he had Mark Sanchez, got them in the playoffs, you know, so we both have great experience with it. And so, uh, you know, that's something that's on our, on our forefront of our minds to make sure that we put this kid in the best situation, um, you know, possible to succeed. And, and, his ability and um, whoever this ends up being, you know, his ability to learn and how fast he can pick it up. Just like I said with Russell, you know, it became clear early that, you know, go ahead. You can, you know, because sometimes when they come in, John, you know, it's like drinking from a fire hose, you know, there's just so much information <laughs> coming at them. And so, um, you know, how much can they take in? And, and uh, you know, we found quickly over time that, that, you know, Russell could handle more and more. So we started giving it to him. And it could be that kind of process or it could be, you know, just, yeah, we're doing well. Just continue to, you know, kind of feed it gradually and, uh, you know, we'll get where we need to go. Being an interim head coach last year, that changed your perspective on anything? Yeah, there's uh, it did change my perspective. You know, there's um, there's a lot more of things going on that uh, that you really don't know about until you're till you're in that chair. You know, I think you kind of go with. You know, I mean, I know it was for me. I was just so worried about what I was doing and, you know, making sure the offensive was prepared and make sure the staff was prepared on my side and, you know, our players. And, you know, all of a sudden you've got to open up your view and you got to pay attention to a lot more stuff than than just the football. You know, and I mean, you could even talk about the football. Now you're like with all defense, you're with special teams and, mm-hmm. you know, you, you know, how are you going to handle that? You're handling the whole team now. You're talking to them. Uh, but then there's other stuff in the building. You know, there was all the COVID stuff. I mean, there was so much stuff last year. It was, uh, it was, it was kind of crazy to to do for those last five weeks. I remember Tony Dungy telling me the first thing he had to learn from going to coordinator to head coach was you can't solve it by going into the film room and turning off the lights. Yeah. You know, and it's a big difference. It, it's a difference. I'm not sure a lot of fans really grasp just how much of a leadership role the head coach is. Not the coordinators aren't leaders, but there's a different dynamic there, obviously. And there's less football in it too. You know, there there really is. Like your your time starts getting pulled in in a little bit different direction. So um, there can be a little bit less football. Um, you know, fortunately, I was still doing the offensive coordinator as well, and so I was. You know, I kind of kept my same routine, but I could see how you can get pulled in the many different directions. No doubt. If I could, uh, maybe two or three more. I want to ask you specifically. I know you haven't been on the field with these guys yet, but there's been a little bit of a different dynamic at receiver now than when I last talked to you. What do you think of your group now that you've added Marvin Jones to it? Oh, I mean, well, first of all, I mean, I was fortunate to have Marvin, you know, last year in in Detroit or last two years in Detroit. And, uh, you know, again, um, number one, great person. You know, I think that's always important, something that that we're definitely looking for here uh, with the Jaguars. And um, he's, I mean, he's he's, uh, got a great family. You know, and um, so just, uh, I, you know, that's kind of the thing I go to first. But then as a football player, I mean, he did. I think he ended up, you know, just, you know, a few yards short of, uh, of a thousand last year, like nine touchdowns and um, competitive player once, uh, you know, wants the football in his hands, you know, as, as a wide receiver and uh, can make plays with it, um, has the ability to still go downfield, got a great field underneath. Um, he'll do this. He'll do the dirty work for you. He'll go in there and block if you if you ask him of that. Um, so just a, you know, just a well-rounded player, but also a guy that's going to have the, the leadership qualities to help some of those younger guys in the room. He's been in the league a long time. 
Um, you know, he'll be able to impart some knowledge that he has. Um, also, he has knowledge of the offense and some of the things that, you know, going to kind of ask him to do. He can he can translate if he needs to translate and maybe put it in a different terms how we, you know, how we did it. Um, and, you know, just be able to take those guys a little bit under his wing. I mean, we still want him to be a great player, but, you know, as well as kind of, hey, you know, show these guys your routine. Don't be afraid to talk talk about it. You know, don't be afraid to bring them along and, you know, say, here's what I've done. Here's how I take care of my body. Here's how I, you know, here's how I recover. Just all those kind of things. He's an easy guy to bang the table for, obviously. So yeah. offensive line, able to get Cam back. How important is it to you? Or how important was uh, the concept of uh, continuity with that group, considering you're, it's going to be a young quarterback, a new offense. With continuity, I assume it's a group you feel like you can trust. To, to get him, uh, to get Cam was, was really important, you know, because uh, that left tackle position is, you know, you know, you're assuming you're going to have a right-handed quarterback in most of these cases, right? So that's the guy that protects the backside. Um, and, to, and, and then as you spoke about, you know, the, the, the continuity with the five guys to keep those guys together. I mean, I think that's, you know, you can't really overstate that because, um, the communication, um, the little nuances that happen in there when a guy's playing side by side with somebody, you just kind of get used to, okay, this is kind of how he passes off these stunts. This is, you know, this is how he does, you know, this is how he takes his set on this kind of call. And you get a feel for playing next to, you know, next to one another. So to be able to basically have those five guys, um, you know, all together, the communication another year, you know, obviously a great O-line coach and coach Warhop staying together. Um, you know, I, you know, looking forward to that being one of our strong groups. Silly question. How important are the next uh, two or three months going to be once you get these guys presumably back on the field? I know it's always important when it's new like this the process of learning this and coming together as a team right now. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is where it starts. This is where you begin to build it. You know, when you're, I mean, there's, there's nothing right now for, for months, you know, in terms of playing the game. And so right now is really where you build all that, where you build your team, where you build your culture. And, you know, so that that's on us as coaches where, you know, we're chomping, like I said, at the bit to be able to get started. So, you know, we can tell them all the things that we want to do. We want to tell them how we want to use them. We want to start coaching the, the offense and the defense. We want to get our terms in. We want to get that communication where everybody's speaking the same language down. And so, you know, we feel an urgency and, um, you know, and, and, but the, you know, the time it takes sometimes for a team to jail, I think is something that you, that's super important. And this is the time of year that you do it. When you see the guys throwing the weight around, when you see the guys doing the extra work and your guys over there and you're encouraging one another and you're working together with one another and, you know, you're going through some of the pains of learning together. Um, all, I think all that stuff, you know, starts to build that camaraderie. Darrell Bevel, during a very busy time, you were willing to take 20, 25 minutes and talk to us. I appreciate it very much. I look forward to working with you. And thanks for being on the Ozone Podcast today. It means a lot. Thanks, John. Appreciate it.